And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo of feathery weather and weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese is Philadelphia. Both when Zach kicking it cooler than two penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Both Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We're going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Did you notice uh, which undrafted rookie got a got a couple snaps with the first-team defense today? Was it Rick Blankenship? It was. I think he's... I think is I gotta, he Camp Crush? I think I got to cement it. It's not quite as emotional for me as uh, as some of the past camp crushes but i i think it's i think it's blankenship uh he's from middle tennessee state you know i don't know this is not uh, you know if you're going to typecast the guy you might you might not expect uh that he doesn't he, he moves that great uh, i think it seems like he's got fairly, fairly good instincts it's very difficult to judge linebackers and safeties in training camp no no doubt it's the hardest thing to judge i think um but he seems like he has good instincts against the run. Uh, when I watch him, he's 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 always uh, not a lot of hesitation, and he's going to the right place. The leading tackler in Middle Tennessee State history, I think he's showed up well for himself. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the uh, in the preseason games. I like a blank and chip. I'm 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 willing to uh, to make him my guy. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends. It is 3:23 in the morning. And Marissa has been grinding the tape, putting together that Reed Blankenship clip as a surprise. What a performance out of Marissa. What a performance out of Reed Blankenship stepping in for C.J. Gardner-Johnson. We can get to that. We will talk about everything that we can about the Eagles' 40-33 to victory over the Green Bay Packers, their season high in points. A huge day on the ground. And a huge day for Zach Berman, who uh, is looking no worse for wear, sharp as ever, handsome, and ready to talk about the 10-1 Eagles. Zach, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, looking forward to finishing this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, this I was, was going to do a bit at the start where I pretended to be yeah. asleep and then woke sure. up, but I mean, I couldn't follow up Marissa's uh, yeah, the great know, job by Marissa. work with that. Uh, looking f- so this was a big win for the Eagles, and it was a big win not just because it's your next win, it's the tenth win. You could say that, but the way they played on offense, uh, it was so impressive. Like we could spend the next hour wow, going for you to through, be impressed with an offense performance. That must be something. 
going through record by record for which they broke. Uh, the the term that Jordan Mailata used in speaking to him in the locker room was imposed our will. Mm. And I thought that was a good way to put it because it's very seldom that you have a running back who sets his career high in rushing with 140 plus yards. And he's not even the leading rusher on the team that day. I thought that was a very Miles Sanders thing to happen. Yeah. Uh, That, that you have to go back the last time the Eagles rushed for this many yards in a game, Harry Truman had just beaten uh, or had, had just been reelected like 20 days earlier. So it, it speaks to uh, how well they ran the ball. And I think it, they're going to play against defenses that are obviously better rush defenses than the Packers. This is a weakness of the Packers. That said, I think this time of year, when you it, it's proof that the lines of scrimmage matter so much, and the Eagles were the better team on the offensive line. They were the better team when I'm done the defensive line too, but that truly made a difference in this game. You a big Truman guy? Am I a big Truman guy? You threw him in. Well, from a historical precedent, right? If you want to give reference to when something occurred, it's always good to throw the presidential administration in. And uh, for the historians out there, it was it was twenty days. It was it was like nineteen days after Truman beat Dewey, and twenty days after Dewey beat Truman. There you you understand the reference. Yes. So I prefer I prefer Harry Berman. To a Harry Truman, but you know, that's one man's opinion. <laughs> um, but yeah, great running game tonight and offensive line played well. Jalen Hurts, like you run out of superlatives for him. Uh, but the way he ran the ball today, the difference that he made in this game, he he looked each he looks each week like an MVP caliber player. I was so impressed with this offense. You look at the drive chart, you look at the total yardage, you look at the points scored. Um, they were just clicking and, uh, yeah, huge win for the Eagles. Well, let's get into it, Zach, because it's, uh, you know, three 30 in the morning. We, we don't need to make this a 90 minute podcast. I'm sure it will turn out to be one anyway, but we can try at least at the beginning to uh, move things along just a little bit. Uh, let's, let's just talk about, you know, these, these superlatives that, that you wanted to get to, uh, 17 carries for 157 yards for Jalen Hurts. That is what the the third most rushing yards for a quarterback in a single game, including playoffs in NFL history. Is that right? Uh, so Justin Fields set the regular season one. Then Lamar Jackson has one in there, right? No, I'm sorry. Michael Vick has one in there. And then um, there's a Colin Kaepernick yeah, playoff. Game. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick playoff game. So this is the fourth okay. all time third regular season. It is the seventh or the eighth most uh, team rushing yards in the Super Bowl era and the most since uh, there was a Baltimore Ravens game from two seasons ago. Uh, Certainly the most in franchise history in the Super Bowl era, not including, uh, you know, when Harry Truman was sitting in the White House behind the Resolute desk. Um, And 40 points, a season high. So I don't know. What are there any other are there any other records you want to throw at me? Are there any? Uh, you said you you said we could go like forty minutes going through the records. I don't. Yeah, I we we could. I I need to pull up my notes here for for what it is. I mean, 
let's see here. Let's let's just proceed with the show and we can we disperse to, the uh, do the pod from home instead of getting stuck at the uh, at the link, which was probably smart because the the parking lots were basically closed by the time we left already. So, but that that explains why you don't have all your records in front of you. You 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 are valet running from your car <laughs> yes. Yes. to get here in time for the show. Yeah, I, I abide by speed limits, but uh, I was I, I was going pretty quickly on the Schuylkill Expressway tonight to, for our for our listeners. How fast were you going? Well, fast enough to get here. So, well, that doesn't explain that. <laughs> that doesn't answer anything. Not as fast as you probably drive. I imagine you're a fast driver. Let's let's get. What to is that supposed though. to mean? I've driven with you. You're a fast driver. I am not. A, I am not a speeder. Like a, okay. an overly fast driver. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, the requisite like five miles over the limit, you know. Okay. I could push. Yeah. I could potentially, potentially get to seventy-five and a sixty-five. All right. Uh, let's let's it's get a to a long this game. drive. I I take that back. A, let's get to this game. What is this? You shots shots fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. I take that back. Uh, let's don't take let's it back. You said what's in your heart. I mean, this is, I, I conflated your walking with your driving. Then you're a fast walker. Well, that's for so, sure. Yes. You get you in an airport and it, you know, your calves are hurting by the end. Yes. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Going. I'm not, you know, Mr. Mr. Zach, uh, doesn't, I mean, you're the one who's just bragging about speeding home. What is like <laughs> Let's get back. Let's, let's, nonsense. Let's, let's get to the show. Come on, let's roll. Uh, all right. Um, let's let's say the defense um, and just talk about the offense. Um, and we do have to talk about special teams in this game, uh, which which really is a significant problem at this point. Um, I thought Jalen Hurts was really good. One of the things that I like about Jalen Hurts that is um, uh, different than some recent quarterbacks we've watched is that. He is not like uh, if he's not on right away, he's not. It, it doesn't mean he's going to have a bad game there. We've seen this a couple of times now where he's like his, his passes are just a little off at the beginning of the game. He's like not fully calibrated. Um, and then he settles in and and turns things around. I thought I mean, he only threw for 153 yards in this game, 16 of 28. Uh, there were a lot of throwaways, uh, two touchdowns and no interceptions. But I thought he threw the ball well tonight. Um, he made good decisions. Um, you really can't, uh, you know. You said he's playing like an MVP. I, I I think that's a reasonable thing to say. You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't have my number one vote, but if you're voting one through five, which is the new rule, yeah, he's he's on my ballot for sure. He's been awesome. Yeah. So in as far as him running the ball, okay, there were two parts of his game that particularly jumped out at me, and that was. Uh, extending drives and and explosive plays. He had a, se a season-high 10 rushing uh, first downs. And in terms of explosive plays, the Eagles use 10 yards as their metric there. And he had a season-high five rushes of more than 10 yards. Uh, so he checked both those boxes. And the opening drive, which is such a crucial drive in the game, he – I don't want to say he's the, he's the reason they scored. There's 11 guys on the field. Two big third down runs. Two yeah. big third down runs there. Exactly. Uh, I I found that to be critical there. The the uh, rushing numbers overall, they're even they're like um, they're weighed down a bit by that 
drive when when they failed to convert and you know they had the short yardage plays that were stuffed uh but overall he was getting chunk plays he was he was such a difference maker on the field and the other thing is he was so he was just so calm that that you know you know throughout the game we we joked or we i i wrote about the meme in training camp at the same face but he's like that throughout the game even you know when when AJ has the fumble when it's 14 13 um he is nothing changes with a uh, with Jalen Hurts and I'm trying to uh look it's it's late at night here or or, or early in the morning a matter of perspective uh I forget which coach said yeah, it Rachel one time. just woke up to start doing some work <laughs> but uh someone said he's he's like a no pulse player right what was the expression um I don't know there, what you tell there, me there was something along those lines, but that's that's what jumps out to me. Is a flatliner? Yeah, something along those lines. He he, uh, his 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 running was such a difference tonight. And then his his passing, yeah, the pass to Quest Watkins, that was a that, yeah. that was a money throw, right? Great throw. Um, you know what else was a good throw to Quest Watkins? That one when he the crazy scramble when he's then rolling to his left and throws it to the back corner of the end zone, like and it was incomplete. Yeah, it was like the only place he could have thrown it. It was a perfect throw from for what he could do from there. Yes, and I and thought that it was an interesting um, comparison of that throw to the interception he threw in the Bucks playoff game. You know, when he's rolling hmm. to his left, yep. um, and Devontae's open, and he just doesn't have the the arm to get it there, and then it gets picked off. I thought that was like, oh, okay, he's he's figured things out here. Yeah, you're you're correct about that. You see that progression. And then, and then the other part too is he uses this this uh, metaphor or that when when he compares the Eagles' offense to a fancy restaurant where they have the steak and then they have the the catch of the day, whatever it, it may be, and you can choose different weeks. But that that's essentially that's the same thing for him. There are going to be weeks where we've seen he throws for three hundred yards. He did that against Washington. He did that against Minnesota, right? Where he threw for over 300 yards. Uh, and then he's going to have games when he has big games running. And it, it it really depends on the situation. One thing that jumps out to me now, and it's a two-game sample size, which is small, but I think we've seen enough evidence on it, is that the way the Eagles are compensating for Dallas Goddard being out is by using Jalen Hurts on the ground more. I don't yes. think it was merely... Uh, a game plan specific thing with the Colts. I think you've seen it now two weeks in a row. It's not a coincidence. This is part of how they're moving the chains, how 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 they're getting some of those easy completions to Goddard. They're now moving more to, to quarterback runs. Uh, uh, you do the best job charting it in the press box, but more 11 personnel um, than, you know, than, than they had when Goddard was healthy. So uh, that's also what, what stands out to me is is the way they're using his legs. Yeah, I have um, from charting it during the game. I have um, eleven of his seventeen runs were called runs, uh, which means six of them were scrambles. Um, now that that includes some a, a good amount of quarterback sneaks, um, and some of those are, are RPOs where he chooses to to run, but. Um, yeah, I think that's exactly right. And we talked about that um, as a possibility leading into um, 
them playing without Dallas Goddard was that if you can't count on Dallas Goddard to block a guy, then maybe you want Jalen Hurts to read the guy instead. Um, and it's not all just reads, but but I think that's a big part of things. Um, I, you know, we we do have to contextualize this by saying that the Packers run defense is really, really bad. Um, they entered the game 29th in run defense DVOA, um, and they've lost guys um, over the past few weeks. So, I mean, there's a reason that the Eagles offensive line was able to so thoroughly dominate them, and we can get to Miles Sanders as well. Um, you know, you take what you can, you, you take yeah. what you can. Um, that it doesn't, doesn't mean we should apologize for the performance, but I think it's important to remember that, I mean, we, we saw what happened last week. They were not able to do this to the Colts. Um, the Packers defense is not the Colts defense. No, you're, you are correct about that. But it goes uh, to now, what you were saying before, like, you know, the, the menu thing, like what is so, what is so, um, encouraging about the, like the actual, you know, the stakes of the season now are, are, you know, can this team go to the Super Bowl basically, or what can they do in the playoffs? How good can they really be when it matters? And what is so encouraging on that front is that they have different answers for exactly. lots of different questions. Um, they can do a lot of different things. And if they're going to go up against a team that they can push around up front, they're willing to, they are willing and able to do that for, for an entire game. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the reason they had success on the ground in part is because they were playing against a bad run defense, but the reason they ran the ball was because they were going up against a, a bad run defense. You were at Sirianni's press conference. I only saw the transcript. I was in, I was in the, in the, in the locker room at the time, but I, I saw the first question was something along the lines of, of when you saw Jalen Hurts run, did it make you want to, you know, on that first drive, did it make you change your game plan? And Nick's answer was along the lines of, no, this is what we spend the week doing, right? This, this was part of the plan. And I, I, I do believe that based on what I thought going into the game, I, I, I felt the Eagles believed that they had the advantage on the line of scrimmage that they would, they would run it at um, at at Green Bay. I, I thought there was a good chance Miles Sanders was going to have a 100 yard game. He had a 100 yard game, and I what you saw tonight was by design. I don't think it was a reaction to what Green Bay was doing. I think it it was proaction. I I think it it was what they planned to do against this defense. Yeah, there was one play in particular where it seemed like the scramble was part of the design of the play. It was one of the two snaps when they went. Um, it was actually the first snap when they went uh, with this, the heavy six offensive line package. We saw Cam Jurgens on the field mm -hmm. here for the first time as, as the sixth offensive lineman. And I think this was their response to not doing so well in 13 personnel last week um, was to have this in. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a heavy package. It's third and two from the 45 and Jalen Hurts drops back. It's play action. There's only Quez Watkins is the only guy out on the route, but he's running down the field deep to his left, which means that the entire space uh, to Jalen Hurts' right is in, is completely vacated. And so I think that I think that play was designed as one read if Quez is open, and if not, it's going to be open for you to go. And he scampers for 42 yards uh, down to the three yard line, and they, they score a touchdown two plays later. Great observation. Agreed. Um, well, Miles Sanders, let's 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 give him a little bit of love here. Um, I think I think Miles Sanders the floor is, is yours, Bo. 
listen, I Miles, I have been saying over the past few weeks, I think Miles Sanders is running better than I have ever seen him run. Um, he is breaking tackles. He is being a little bit more decisive downhill. Um, he is protecting the ball very well as he's done all season. He's still like, you know, there are still plays when he bounces outside when he, when he doesn't need to, or, or, uh, runs out of bounds when he doesn't need to. Um, although I guess the, the clock was still running, so we don't need to get on it for that. Um, I am no longer, you know, like, uh, the idea that like the, the, uh, the offense would be taken to the next level with someone better than him. I think he is, he is, he is climbing up the ranks of running backs this season, I would say. Um, but I do think it's funny that again, like this is the best running game of his life and he was still less productive than Jalen hurts. So you, you mentioned uh, the, the uh, breaking tackles uh, yards after contact tonight. He had four point. He averaged four point five yards after contact per run. That was his his best since week one. Uh, that that jumped out to me. Matt Lafleur had a stat during his post game press conference, and this wasn't Sanders specific, but obviously LaFleur, Sanders was a part of it. The flower. <laughs> uh, the Packers head coach Matt Lafleur said their people had fifteen missed tackles by by the Packers, right? And and this was in his answer about how the Eagles had so much running success. Uh, Sanders was a big part of that. There was a, there was like a 20, um, you, know, the, you know, there was a 25 yard run or thereabouts when he, the first contact came four yards behind scrimmage. Mm-hmm. He, he broke it. And then he, he had 20 plus yards run. At, uh, he had 20 plus yards thereafter. That was a uh, really good run. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and then you, you look at it in the context of the season overall. Now he has 900 rushing yards, right? Uh, so, you know, I, I, I have the stats in front of me here. His rush success rate is 47.5%. That's better than Saquon. That's better than Nick Chubb. That's better than Derek Henry. It's not better than Josh Jacobs who leads the league. Um, but it, it shows you the type of year that he's having now, a big part of it, and I think Miles would tell you this, is playing in the offense that he plays in. Jalen Hurts had a lot to do with it tonight. The offensive line had so much to do with it tonight. But Miles Sanders um, has been value added to this offense. Definitely. And to be fr- and to be frank, when Gainwell's in there, Hi, and, when My- <laughs> and when when Boston Scott's in there, they don't have the same type of juice in the running game that Miles Sanders gives them. Yeah, I thought Kenny Gainwell ran well tonight. Um and and he's run well between the tackles, but you know, he had eight carries for 39 yards. That's 4.9 yards of pop. That's pretty good. Boston Scott had 3 for 24, 8 yards a carry, but um Miles Sanders goes 21 for 143. I think that I mean, we've talked about this is on a on a per carry basis. This is the most running back friendly offense in the league because of the attention that Jalen Hurts draws and because of the offensive line you're running behind. But I think you're right. Um, he has been value added. And the fact that he has that open field juice gives them a little bit of a ceiling um, that they wouldn't have if it was, you know, just Kenny Gainwell running the ball. Um, and he's and he has cut down on, you know, missing the stuff that is blocked for him and and trying to bounce things outside. I think he's he's no doubt run better than he's than he ever has before. Would you rather have a 900-yard rushing season or a 60-catch season? Well, the season's not finished. 
Uh, but okay. at, at at the end of the year, if I had to choose between the two, a sixty catch season compared mm. to a nine hundred yard rushing season. Okay. Yes. Just I think catch. there's. What, yeah. what if it's sixty catches for like three hundred yards? Well, you didn't specify that. I would rather have nine hundred yeah, rushing what, yards. That's your. Hey, I mean, same thing. What if it's if yeah, it if could it's be three hundred carries? Yards, yeah. 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 What if it's a hundred carries for nine hundred yards? I I'd rather have that. Right. You know. Okay. You give me that player. Um. AJ Brown, another fumble. Yeah, so uh, I was at, I was at a distance. This is a big play in the game. Agreed. Right. Um, now AJ Brown, look, I'm not making an excuse for him, and I I know he he referenced this after the game that he he did not have a week this week, right? He was yeah. uh, he was in Puke City. Yeah, I I believe I I saw that the that what he said was. You know, the ball handling was something he was going to work on this week, and, and he, he really didn't practice. And that is true. I mean, I, I can tell you on Friday, seeing him on Friday, and he was, he was like, not in good shape and not doing well. He, he had, he would, yeah, I think, spent yeah, I think we all understand that he's still yes. in good okay. shape. Okay. He spent his, his Thanksgiving, uh, in bed with a stomach bug. I think that he told reporters tonight, um, that, uh, yeah, I, I saw he had a pop blood vessel in his eye Yeah, and I saw he told reporters that, that it, it came from just throwing up so much. Right. Mm. Um, so, uh, well, yeah, when, yeah, when I spoke to him Friday, we've already he, had our, he, uh, our, uh, food, uh, poisoning discussion, right? Yeah, we have. Yes. Um, he, I'm was, an easy puker. Are you? Oh As yeah. A, okay. What is it? What qualifies as an easy I puke? puke often, I, not as much a, a, anymore, but I, I have an easy like puke reflex. Like sometimes, sometimes you know, brushing teeth will, will give it a gag. Uh, okay. Well then I'm like Jerry Seinfeld then like in that I'm not like Jerry Seinfeld, but that Seinfeld episode where he said he was on this great streak. I'm i uh, I'm an infrequent mm. uh, puker. Must be nice. I suppose so. Yes. Haven't really put much thought into it, but my, but, uh, AJ Brown was, was not doing well this week. And he had said that it, it, so he, he said that affected him some tonight, still costly fumble. Um, he comes back, he has the touchdown on the list of things I'd be worried about with this team. AJ Brown is as low on that list as one can go. I know it's two weeks in a row here. Ball handling is important. Uh, if anything, it it shows. Look at you his, excusing mistakes by the offense. <laughs> if anything, it shows you that uh, uh, Nick Sirianni, for as much as he says this is like coached, and they emphasize turnovers more than or ball security more than any other team. Basically, fumbles happen, and they shouldn't happen. It was an inopportune time. Uh, it was it was costly in the game, but it did occur, and they they need to clean it up. Uh, but I would feed the ball to AJ Brown as often as possible. But what if he? But if he throws it up, <laughs> just like he did. That's what. That's what yeah. happened. They that's fed him the ball and he puked it up. <laughs> there you go. There you, go. Uh, you 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 uh, your story obviously focused on uh, the offensive line. Is there anything we should get to on that front? Uh, so I touched on the on, on the running game and the offensive line. Uh, hearing, you know, Jeff Stoutland's name kept coming up 
and sometimes prompted to be honest with you, sometimes unprompted. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was, of course you had, you, you entered this story with no intention of giving him any credit whatsoever. <laughs> I gave it, I gave just a, a lot of credit in there, but look, it's not a coincidence that Jordan Mailata, uh, says on national TV, Jeff Stoutland university. It's not a coincidence that Jason Kelsey goes to, you know, he, he stands in front of the cameras. He, he, he showers, he changes. He's in front of the cameras in a Stoutland university shirt. Right. Uh, I mean, this 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 was on purpose. It's it's not a coincidence that Miles Sanders, when he's up on the podium, brings up Jeff Stoutland unprompted. And uh, he he has such a big part of the success of that offensive line. Um, but further, one thing that and, and I, I really didn't get to this in the story, but it's worth mentioning on the pod. And I was talking to Jason Kelsey ab- ab- about this is like the run game coordinator of Jeff Stoutland's job is really important and something that probably doesn't get a lot of attention. Like Jason, his, his quote was something uh, along the lines of, you know, people in, in, in Philadelphia know that he's, he's a great offensive line coach at developing offensive linemen and all that. Um, but he didn't know if they know or not how much of a role he has in the run game, obviously not calling the plays, but certainly the play design. Uh, and the scheme of, of, of that nature. So when you have 300 and plus rushing, you know, you know 360 plus uh, rushing yards, that has Jeff Stoutland's name on it. And that's a credit to Jeff Stoutland. And then the way the offensive line played. And, you know, I was speaking to Lane Johnson after after the game, and, and Lane says, like, if if you look at college football, you look at the NFL – this is how you win games on the on the line of scrimmage, and uh, I, I I mentioned what what Jordan Mailata said, but the offensive so line. You said you're telling me I drafted Trey Thomas third overall. <laughs> yeah, for a reason, right? Um, players said that that the Packers felt it, right? They could see it when you're wearing a team down. They could see it, and uh, and you were in on Sirianni, like I I mentioned, but Sirianni had the quote where. He's he's telling Shane Steichen, like, let's keep running here. Let's keep running here because it's working. And that uh that does affect the team when you when you're getting chunk play after chunk play, you know, productive carry after productive carry. I think you saw it in the second half of the Michigan game yesterday. Uh when you can out tough the opponent, it makes a big difference. Wow, shots fired at Ryan Day. Yeah, well. It's not. It's it's the facts. I mean, I think the. I I yeah. uh, I went to bed early uh, last night. Had Tommy Reese do. I mean, I I think Notre Dame has has turned around their season, but USC is loaded. Okay. So yeah, absolutely loaded. I mean, you're talking if 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 you are looking at quarterbacks this year, going into the draft, uh, I mean, the, the best prospects might be in next year's draft. Caleb Williams, Drake May. Uh, I mean, it's, it's well, awesome. This is with it, but this is just, I mean, I love Caleb Williams. I talked about him last year, but yeah. yeah. Uh, and Drake may that I discover he's no Reed Blankenship. Yeah. Everybody knows it knows yeah. about Caleb Williams, but I feel like this is what the conversation is every year. It's oh, you just, think this class is good. Wait yeah. till we get to next year's class. True. What about your Bryce young is nothing, huh? You're throwing him. You're throwing, throwing him out, casting him I'm, aside. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not throwing him out. I, I've just, uh, 
I really like Drake you're like May. Speaking of your your memes, you're doing the uh, you're doing the the boyfriend meme. You're walking down the street <laughs> no, with Bryce I, Young. All of a sudden, Caleb Williams is going is walking by. You're taking a look at that derriere. <laughs> Not doing that, but uh, the well, Eagles don't need talk. to. Yeah, don't need the Eagles. The Eagles don't need to worry about draft eligible quarterbacks this year. At least they're early in the draft because Jalen Hurts is definitely their guy. So. Mm. You think they'd do you think they'd trade him for Russell Wilson? <laughs> Not anymore, no. <laughs> I definitely but I do think if if we I do think the Eagles would have in March, absolutely. Mm. So 79 plays the Eagles ran in this game to 49 for the Packers, 500 total net yards of offense on the dot, eight of fifteen on third down. Uh as we said, 363 rushing yards. Uh, and only uh, 137 net passing yards, 153 for, for Jalen Hurts. They didn't need to throw the ball that much, but um, they were effective when they did. Devontae Smith, four for 50, and that about uh, that about does it for, for the offense. Uh, we saw a little bit more um, personnel tweakage from last week. Uh, we mentioned the 6-0 offensive line snaps, only two of those. We saw, I think, three snaps of 10 personnel, no tight end at all on the field. A couple of those included Zach Pascal in the backfield, so some uh, some new little tweaks to the offense, uh, throwing some wrinkles in there. But for the most part, it was eleven personnel and sticking with uh, you know the main four with with Jack Stoll tight end and Quez Watkins at wide receiver and, and running it that way because because they can. And the Packers again are not not good against the run. So anything else on the offense before we take a break and come back and talk about the defense? Nothing we need to get to tonight. Okay. And you would, uh, just for the record, if we go game by game, you would say that this was a good offensive game. I would say this was an outstanding offensive game. This was okay. better than good. I mean, I like you look at the drive chart, which I always bring up. Um, I will just read it real quick. Yeah, read it down. Pull it up here. Because to me, that, 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 that tells a story. Uh, touchdown, touchdown, turnover on downs, which was a weird turnover on downs. Touchdown yeah, spot on that third down yeah. sneak, and then they didn't get it on fourth because they fumbled the snap and Miles Sanders picked it up. Yeah, touchdown, fumble, punt, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal. Uh, I mean, I, I, I remember when there was fan outrage about the way the Eagles were playing in the second half of games. Second half of this game, uh, you know, was touchdown on an 11 play, 91 yard drive, field goal. On a 14-play drive, field goal on a 10-play drive, end of game, right? So, uh, yeah, this was they, – they punted the ball once. Uh, the turnover on downs, they were really close to converting there. And overall, they – yeah, this 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 was probably – this – I mean, not probably. You look at the points scored, you look at the yards. This was the best game the offense played this year. If you factor in opponents, you might look at the Vikings game or, or a different game, but – Overall, this to me was the best game that the offense played this year. And it gives you optimism because I think the way they played, the way they played travels into January and perhaps even February. Did you um, make anything? Did you agree with Sirianni's decision to kick that field goal from the from the 36? It was a 54 yard field goal to go up 10 points as opposed to going for as opposed to going for it. Yes, or punting, I suppose, but I don't well, think definitely he, not. Yeah. yeah, definitely not punting. And I, I saw that he said he he wasn't considering punting, 
uh, Sipas was on the field because he's the holder. It, right. it wasn't a punting situation. Uh, I would have kicked the field goal there. I, I could see the the just of, or I could see the argument for going for it, but you have a good kicker. I thought it was he fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought I I, I disagree with Matt Lafleur's decision to kick the field goal when he what it was it was it was fourth and eight. I I I, th- I think it was fourth and eight from the eleven maybe. Um, it but was... I I like Sirianni's. Uh, I like Sirianni's decision there. Uh, I think it was fourth and four from the fifteen when when he kicked it. No, because there was the penalty that got knocked out. It was a fourth and three, I think, and then the penalty pushed it back to fourth and eight, and that's why he kicked the field goal. They were going for the fourth and three, and they had the false start. Got it. Oh, you're yeah. talking about earlier in the game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking yeah. about to cut it to seven at the end. Oh, oh no. Yeah, you're gotcha. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's take a little break. Uh, come back. We'll talk about the defense and the coming out party for um, you know as as the Washington Commanders unleash their um, statue for uh, a great safety. Another one is introduced in Philadelphia. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Oh, are we back? We are. Sorry, I fell asleep. I had a, I had a dream you were talking about Kirk Coleman. Because of Kirkman, right? Kirk Coleman. Kirk Coleman. Uh, well, speaking of... Uh, Safeties, Zach. Eagles had an injury at safety today. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the league's leading interceptor, 
with six on the season. Goes down with a rib injury. Does not return. No word yet on the long-term severity of that injury, but I think we would assume that if it's uh, it knocks him out of the game, it's something that uh, could potentially have him out um, for a game or two at least. And he was replaced by Reed Blankenship, who uh, last week seemed to leapfrog Kayvon Wallace as the third safety, played two snaps in the dime package, comes in this game, and uh, was flying around. Uh, first play, he's on the field. They gave up a touchdown. They were in the red zone. But the next drive makes some tackles, uh, flying around like a like a guy with his hair on fire. And then he baits Aaron Rodgers with an interception, the first undrafted rookie ever to intercept Aaron Rodgers. Makes a great play. Uh, it was not a perfect game. He committed a, a roughness penalty uh, that I thought was ticky-tack. Uh, was an unfair one, and then uh, partially at fault for the long Christian Watson touchdown late in the game. Well, partially, uh, but yeah, okay. Well, I think that's a schematic thing because I mean, yeah, like okay. he takes a bad angle, but he's he he's a, his his initial responsibility it seemed was to uh, cover over the top, and then okay. it's Marcus Epps in solo coverage in the slot against Christian Watson. So I think that was a bad scheme, but. You know, he, he, he's also responsible for it. Uh, longest pass play the Eagles have given up this year. Um, but what a performance. I think, you know, this, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the, the defense as a whole. They gave up 33 points. Let's not, uh, let's not throw them a parade. But I think for a team that is so star-studded and has been so healthy um, over the course of a season, you're going to need these. Uh, these pop-up plays, pop-up games from guys at the bottom of the roster to to step in and handle their business. And he did it. Yes. You're welcome. I, You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I give him credit because the come him off. Him being me? Him being Ray Blankenship. The come off the sideline there, only two snaps in his career defensively before. Then you uh, up against he, Aaron Rodgers in your first game. Yes. And it's it's not the as world. if you're, you're preparing all. It's not as if you're, you're preparing all week. And you oh, know, that's not true, Zach. You prepare to start, even if you're not a starter. No, but I'm saying you're not like preparing for that specific role, right? He's he could be. It could be Marcus Epps who goes down. It could, sure. you know, there's and and Shauncee Gardner Johnson's a really talented player who 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 plays a he's a unique player as as well. Blankenship uh, was in, was he he did what he needed to do out there. The interception was huge. Uh, I mean, huge play. I'll defer to you for all the blanket chip stuff because you you handled it post game. But just hearing the uh, the his, his teammates chant his name in the locker room when Reed, he had the read yes, read read yes. read read yeah. yeah, it sounds like what I do at my house. Um, <laughs> and my son's name's Reed, by the way. That's not a Reed blanket chip thing. I'm not chanting for Reed blanket. I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, when you're reading books, you chant to yourself, read, read, <laughs> read, read, uh, read. True. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in oh, any event. Wickersham book is, is fantastic. Read, read, read. Seth Wickersham's book was up, was fantastic. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I lost my truth. So, so what I was saying is, is, is that I, I think that was evidence of the way his, his teammates think about him. He earned a spot on the roster this summer, uh, the with the way he played, right? And 
Howie Roseman said on, on cut down day that he literally went from the bottom of the depth chart. The, like last, the last guy in the guy. room. Yeah. Yeah. And in that sense, it reminds me of Corey Clement um, back in 2017, who, who took a similar trajectory. Now the difference is Corey Clement was, was a decent play. You know what? Well, he came from Wisconsin. He was, you know, there was, there was more pedigree there. Reed Blankenship is, you know, he was a five, a five-year player at, at a five-year starter at middle Tennessee state. I know a, th- a three-year captain, but you're the, you're not talking about a major, you know, big time program there. Uh, although the Eagles, the Eagles have some connections there. Mike Tirico has a connection there. Um, and uh, what's his connection? Uh, Scott Schaefer, the former Syracuse head coach was the defensive coordinator. It was, it was such a random shot. <laughs> like I give, um, I give Tirico credit, I guess, for doing his homework, but he's like Scott Schaefer, the, the former Syracuse coach is a good friend of mine. And, and he, he, he runs real exotic defenses and, and, you know, prepared Blankenship for this. It was, wow. I was not expecting a Scott Schaefer shout out in the, in the Eagles Monday night or sort of Sunday night football fast. game. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, interesting story comes, you know, he was born in the same hometown. Well, oh, I mean, you're the one who wrote the story. I, I, I don't want to give the, give the profile here, but born in the same hometown as Quez Watkins as Phil Rivers, which is Athens, Alabama grew up in like 300 people. Well, he grew up in Leicester, Alabama, which is, uh, actually based on the 2021 census, I think was 112 people. Um, which if you, if you go to Google and you Google Lester Alabama census, it, it went from like 112 to 111 or 113 to 112, uh, in a, in a, in a year. So somebody moved out of town and it had a major effect on the census, right. Or somebody didn't fill out the census that year, whatever it, it may be. Um, but yeah, small town guy who makes it big. Uh, and I imagine they're very happy in Lester Alabama and I can't wait. Yeah, I, I I genuinely mean that. I can't wait to read your story because you always do well with with that particular type of story post game. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I knew you, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. You um, post game, a lot of people just kind of scratch the surface of a sto- of a, of a story like that, yeah, right? We'll see. I, I mean, still got to write it, and it's four yeah, in the morning, yeah. so I, I my hopes are not super high. But. <laughs> So, so then don't get defensive about things you don't need to be defensive about and just let the podcast roll. Okay. Yeah. You know what his nickname is? Oh, I, I, I want to read about it in your, in your story. Okay. There's your tease. Find out what his nickname is. Find out what his parents said after the game. That is a tease right there. Hmm. That is definitely a tease. Uh, okay. Otherwise, Zach, um, not the most inspiring defensive performance, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah uh, not at all. 33 points. Um, Aaron Rodgers completes 11 of 16 for 140. Then Jordan Love comes in after Aaron Rodgers suffers a rib injury of his own and goes 6 of 9 for 113 yards and a touchdown. Um, they did also intercept Aaron Rodgers on the first possession of the game. Darius Slay almost got his Mount Rushmore pick um, from Aaron Rodgers. Instead, he tipped it to Josiah Scott, who held on to it. Um, I believe that was the first time Aaron Rodgers had thrown a first possession interception since the Millard Fillmore administration. <laughs> um, 
But uh, other than the turnover, Zach, which was key, uh, they win the turnover battle thanks to that. Um, not not the most inspiring defensive performance. No. Uh, and the big problem to me was the explosive plays, right? Because that's something that, that the Eagles care quite a bit about. Jonathan so Gannon. You care about, you, about you, you created a stat in true media for this. Well, yes and no. I mean, uh, true media has every type of stat, but, but they use the, for ex the explosive play index, 16 plus yards passing 12 plus yards running, which shield has always referenced in the past. But as I said, in a previous Ooh. podcast, the Eagles do 10 plus yards rushing. So all the explosive, the explosive play, uh, tab that's already there, it doesn't work if you're talking about it from the Eagles' perspective, right? And so I, I want to view it within the frame of reference that the Eagles coaches view it. So I had to manually create a stat there. So I have a stat in my thing, Eagles explosives against, right? And uh, it was 10 in this game. And that's that's tied for the second most that they allowed this season. But it wasn't, you know, one thing that, that the Eagles also do – I had spoken to Sirianni about this a few weeks ago is they add up all the yards in the explosive play too to see the difference. And that accounts for major explosive plays. And when you look at the explosive plays, they allowed 63 yard uh, touchdown pass to Christian Watson. Unacceptable there. 23 yard touchdown pass to Aaron Jones uh, on, you know, a second 20 a 30-yard um, you know, pass to Aaron Jones, a 20-yard touchdown run by A.J. Dillon. So so, so these high-leverage high plays, uh, and that's because the defense is designed or supposed to be designed to limit those. Um, so too many of, the, of those tonight. And then a few third downs that they need to get off the field on. The flip side to that is two takeaways. Um, the Eagles think that if, if they can get two takeaways in a game, it – it really improves their chances of winning. And, uh, you know, they were major takeaways tonight. And then I thought they did a good job overall pressuring the quarterback. Um, you know, here, here, let me pull up the sack numbers here. They had uh, three sacks. They had five quarterback hits. Um, so, yeah, that that had a, a major effect in the game. And, and, and so that was the positive there. But – Definitely the explosive plays were a problem. And then here, let me pull up third downs. Third downs, the Packers, actually, so the Packers were fine on third, or, or were bad on third down, one of seven. So I take that back. Yeah, the whole I guess like, was, first three three quarters, they hadn't had a, a third yeah. down conversion. So I, I take back what I said. It was just that third down, well, the third down touchdown, they had to get off the field. Is that what I'm thinking of? Um, no, there wasn't a third down touchdown. Late. Sorry. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Now, now, part of this is that the defense was put in some tough situations. Um, there were some bad starting field positions that they had to deal with. One of them was the A.J. Brown fumble, but also um, some of the long kickoff returns against the special teams, which we can talk about. But I think I think your point about the explosive plays sort of negates that. Like it, it, it it's it, it's it, it's not something that can just be uh, blamed on on poor starting field position. They did not play super well in this game as a whole well to the point about the field position in particular in the first half i think that 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 kind of showed 
like why this defense is is structured the way it is. When there was longer fields, they were able to do better because they forced the Packers into mistakes, whether there was a penalty, whether it was a turnover. And then when Packers had had shorter field, there was less margin for error there for the you know for the defense and the offense capitalized. Um, so yeah, that that the short fields definitely had said something to do with it, and special teams factors into it, of course. Um, but the explosive plays in the second half, you know, there was a chance there when when the Eagles could have and should have put the Packers away, and they didn't do a good enough job of it. And the Jordan Love drives. Packers were, were, were moving the ball a bit there. I yeah, I kind of like the Jordan Love. Throws a good ball. Yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting, uh, like, game plan-wise. Um, the Packers were doing a lot of, um, like, heavier formations that allowed the Eagles to stay in their, like, odd base uh, with only four defensive backs on the field, um, you know, five defensive linemen and, and two linebackers, uh, which I think is probably an advantage for the Eagles' defense. Um, as opposed to spreading things out and making them have either Josiah Scott on the field or have uh, even fronts. And I think four of those six explosive plays you talked about for the Packers came against even fronts, including that 20-yard touchdown run by A.J. Dillon. Um, so weird weird game plan stuff from the Packers, I thought, uh, considering the advantages here. In terms of personnel stuff, uh, Linval Joseph played uh, again and was the like the only nose tackle. Uh, he probably played a few more snaps than they would have liked, I think. Uh, Dominican Sue did not play quite as much as last week, I think. Robert Quinn continues to be, like, very low on the totem pole um, and was not much of a factor. They got to figure something out with him. But uh, Brandon Graham, we also saw a couple of wrinkles where they did uh, they did a uh, – I think they got a sack this way. Um, they had a five-man front where it was – uh, Brandon Graham basically like over the nose um, along with Cox and Hargrave next to him. And then Joshua and Hassan Reddick rushed from the same side. They overloaded um, the quarterbacks left and they got, they got a sack that way. So uh, it's good. Just good to see some of these, these new wrinkles change things up for the, for the front. Well said a uh, quick thing. I just want to add because it would bother me if, if I didn't clarify what I was speaking about, uh, Third downs, they were fine. The fourth down where they need to get off the field was actually the play when Gardner Johnson got hurt. But I think it was a fourth and five. Aaron Rodgers stays on the field. And if I I haven't gone back and watched the game, but if memory serves, they move Christian Watson inside. And TJ Edwards was essentially over top Christian Watson. Um, Probably more of his own look there. But still, Christian Watson was like, like you could see as the play was developing. They don't have an answer for for Watson here, and that's when Rodgers hits him down the seam or up the seam, how, however you want to frame it. Um, in the seam, in the seam, Rodgers uh, uh, and Watson makes the catch. Chauncey Gardner Johnson hits him there, gets gets hurt on the play, but the Eagles need to get off the field there. Uh, fourth and five there, uh, and that that was it. Could have been a, a critical play in the in in the game so this that's one that jumped out to me but overall they did well on third down defense so i i, I want to make sure that i clarify that or else it, it, it would it would bother me to get bad information okay thanks for the, the clarity yep sounds like jane's getting up she's, she, she's i'm exhausted i'm trying so hard right now but my mind is mush it'd be nice so. if jane could you yeah. know give us another hour 
four eighteen in the morning. Like, what's the soccer rush? starts at forty five minutes? Unbelievable. I'm on radio in two and a half hours. Yeah, you gotta just not do that anymore. I'm happy to do it. It's actually three and a half hours, so I'm fine. You gotta have at least like you know, double that double that money. <laughs> if they're gonna ruin your Monday mornings, it's gotta be worth your while. Not worth talking whistle. about. Uh so special teams. I think people have been hanging on long enough to talk special teams. Sure. Uh, not good. The coverage units are really bad. Yes. What strikes me is kickoff returns. Like no one kicks return, or, or I'm sorry, no one returns kickoffs anymore, basically. Right. And the Eagles yeah, the Packers were taking them out deep in the end zone because yeah, yeah, they didn't think the Eagles could stop them. I don't know what it is. Um, I think if we're yeah, an getting average a little... return, an average return of basically 35 yards on five returns for Keyshawn Nixon, including a long of 53. I don't yeah, know what the I, deal is. I think we're getting a little too late in the season to say you know, personnel. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's Just, week twelve. If they're not, yeah, like they should, they should have some answers for for kickoff yeah. coverage by now. And then the, the sample size is too large to say that uh, you know the other guys are getting paid too, right? Because it's it's not isolated to tonight, and it's a, it's it's something that 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 should be addressed. Now I'm not one of these people. It's, it sounds like I'm accusing people when I say this, I'm not someone who was saying this is going to cost them in a playoff game, right? That I don't know if that's the case, but yeah, there are fire the defense or fire the special teams coordinator. That's like, let's, let's be, let's be adults here. It's the middle of the season. They're not going to. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, it's something that you want to get addressed because you don't want to go into a playoff game with such an Achilles heel, right? And you saw this, frankly, with Green Bay last year. Special teams was a problem for the Packers last year, and it was a problem in the postseason as well. Uh, and so you don't want to be playing, let's say, I don't know, San Francisco in the second round of the playoffs. And, you know, you you let up a, a, a big return, or you have a critical mistake on 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 special teams. If any, yeah, and I was watching. By the way, I was watching uh, Red Zone today, and I see the Atlanta game, the the Atlanta Washington game end on a special teams play. I see the Tennessee game end on a special teams play. Um, so, you know, mistakes do occur on 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 special teams, but they're happening too frequently with the Eagles. Yeah, and we go back to my my point from earlier in the season about the resource allocation. I think that I think it is it is a conscious decision to to skim here, but uh, and you know relative to what you would want your team to be good at, this is a the 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 weakness you would want. But in terms of like just the kickoff coverage, yeah, it has it has been a problem all season long. It's they they you you would you would hope that they could find out some answers by now. So. All right, let's take uh, our last break, come back, uh, go through Swooper. Um, we'll put a coda on the uh, the tennis odyssey and uh, close this bad boy up. Get Zach uh, a couple hours of sleep. Must be nice. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite-free. You see this? 
this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Birds with Friends. Zach, can you name uh, Harry Truman's vice president? Um, let me see here. Ooh, tough, uh, tough one, tough one. Four twenty-five in the morning. You didn't know. You didn't know this was coming. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who was? Uh, as you say, to uh, I, I will know it. Interesting first name. First name that uh, occasionally uh, appears in a crossword puzzle because it's it's a rare. First name, last name Barkley. Oh, okay. I don't know who was it. Albin. Albin Barkley. Okay. Sorry about that. Charles is. Uh, I should know that. Father. It's Matt Charles's grand, father. Matt's grandfather. <laughs> Better chance of being Matt's grandfather than Charles's father. Mm. I see what I, I see. What you're going for there. <laughs> let's oh, just get back all of a sudden it's about race with you okay yeah. <laughs> come on bo come on no don't do that don't do that <laughs> uh all right uh let's get to swooper uh i entered the arena with seven points zach had two marissa had one i had three items the end zones are painted black spent 12 turkeys on that bad boy nailed it one for me the Eagles score more points than the total number of turkeys bid on this item by all three players. I won it for 13 turkeys. It went for a combined 26 turkeys. The Eagles scored 40 points. That's more than 26. That's two for me. And then Rasul Douglas touches the ball on a turnover. Uh, I don't know if he touched. I don't believe that he touched the ball on the A.J. Brown turnover, but uh, we will have to review the tape just in case. So two, potentially three for me. Uh, Marissa, Christian Watson scores multiple touchdowns. Didn't look good for you, but then you get the big one, and you're thinking, uh, maybe here we go. Unfortunately, didn't get the second one. The broadcast shows Jordan Mailata and company singing Christmas songs. Nailed it. Bing, bang, bada boom, bada boom. A kickoff return by either team goes past the 50-yard line. I actually don't think that this happened. You can tell me, Marissa, right? I think they got to the 48. This was the most frustrating one because they, every time, were so close. We're so close. So close. And I'm screaming, run, go, go. And there were so many kickoff returns because there were so many point, points scored in this game. And it got so close. But unfortunately, no, I think the closest they got was the 48. So. And there was one that was, the, the one on the 48 was initially spotted right at the 50, which yeah. uh, I, I, don't think would have counted unfortunately but it would have been it would have made for some good arguing unfortunately they they moved it back to yours i'm sorry yeah very frustrating and then also an mvp chant breaks out during the game now this is tough to judge i've heard I, the the nfl tweeted something as he's walking off the field that there's a mvp chant so uh, of course but the prompt says during the game and that would have been after the game i got several tweets that this was happening so i'm gonna go with the sickos yeah you get it well it doesn't matter well how magnanimous of you zach 
Uh, you are the 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 only decider. Like if you, he from on high comes down and says, "Yeah, you get it." It's not he from on high. It's not worth debating. I was trying to make it. I was trying to make him more of an executive. She doesn't need your charity. It's not charity. It was. It's trying to avoid a situation where we end up debating for five minutes about something that doesn't need to be debated. So I figured, if I have you ever heard this show before. Yes, that's exactly why. That's you know, it's you're taking the coaching, right? You're you're trying to be better for the next episode. What do they tell quarterbacks? Be right or be wrong, but be decisive. That's what I'm doing. Well, I'm gonna say Jake G in the chat, who's been here all night. Shout out to Jake. There's zero percent chance there was not an MVP chance. So yeah. Okay, so you have a a tentative two, but and it's, Jason said it too. It's not locked in stone. Okay. Miles Sanders. Rushes for at least 100 yards. That was the first of Zach's. He yep. got it. One for Zach. Uh, Bo Quinn has a quarterback hit. Didn't happen. Yes, it did. He had a quarterback hit? Y- yeah, going to the stat sheet. No way. I didn't see it in the stat sheet. But... Uh, wait, let me see here. Hold on. Uh, yes, Robert Quinn, quarterback oh, yes. hit. He does have, yes, he does have a yeah. QB hit. No way. Yeah. Bo, that if, has got to be. It says it on – I see it too. Yeah. If the yeah. reverse was true, like 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 Bo would do a 15-minute segment <laughs> on how I was trying to cheat him out of it. Yes. No, was no, a did he have a quarterback yet? I believe that it's I, – I, you know, you are uh, honest, Abe. I believe that it says it on the stat sheet. I just don't trust the stat sheet. I almost feel bad for Zach with this one, though, because he doesn't need that. And he spent 22 turkeys on something that he did need. So you can continue. Uh, Hassan Reddick finishes the game in sole possession of the season lead for sacks by an eagle. You spent 13 turkeys on that and you got it. Uh, The broadcast shows footage of Jalen Hurts from the 2020 game in Green Bay. Did not happen, correct? Yeah, poor allocation of resources. Spent seven on that. And then you had the, the big kahuna. You spent 22 turkeys. Now, if it didn't happen, you were going to get those uh, pardoned. But it did happen. The Eagles win the game. And so you have three or four hits, which means you probably win the week. Good job, Judging, Zach. You know, We'll wait and see how the dust settles over the next uh, several hours, just in case. They reverse the uh, Robert Quinn quarterback hit, and it turns out that Rasul Douglas touched the ball. But for now, it looks like you're going to get a W. You're going to go to three on the season, but you are going to enter next week with only 12 turkeys. I, I just needed Marissa or me to win this week. Agreed. That, so because, oh, hopefully I can take yeah. it next week, Zach, and we can and keep this we're going. Still in contention. You can't keep exactly. splitting. If you keep splitting it, then you're going to run out of time. Well, but we if have, you we had won, the Super Bowl, right? That's true. Yeah. If you had won, the it, it, it might have been a, a little too much. It's like a. If you're in fantasy football right now, and and you know you the the math just doesn't work out for you to come back, right? So I we needed to beat you, and we did. So okay, good job, Zach. Thank you. And the Browns got a W today, as somebody mentions in the chat. What a catch by David. Yes, and Joku. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is totally not to go go crazy at 4:30 in the morning but um I was also You are recording Marissa. Is that yeah. what time it is? <laughs> I was also in the the section that the skunk was found in if anyone You were? That. 
I've never ran faster in my life. I'm pretty sure if somebody had a clock on me, I felt terrible that I just ditched my mom, grabbed my bag and didn't grab her with me. Oh my God. That's so funny. Um, She followed, but um, yeah, that was horrifying. Did you see it or you just heard someone say there's a scope? I turned and it was like maybe four feet from me. No No way. Yes. I did not sit in my seats the rest of the game. I knew it. I made some friends and was like, Hey, I'm going to sit here. I made some friends. Yeah. I'm like, we're not going back over there because it, they didn't get it the rest of the game. Like they just like kind of trapped it. And like, I kept waiting for like animal services to come or something. And, um, one of the reporters shout out to, um, Hayden Grove. He came down from the press box and followed the skunk the rest of the game (laughs) and on the street, followed it out of the stadium. Really? And Zach is, is, he's, He's done. He can't yeah. do any more skunk talk. Yeah. Um. And it it escaped the barrier, and he filmed it, and it left the stadium. It had like a few snacks on the way out, nice. and left the stadium. I got to bring it back. It's a good luck skunk. Yeah, rally skunk. Um. But yeah, the huge catch by Najoku. Um. Yeah. So, eventful, eventful day in Cleveland for sure. But too much pot for you, Zach. <laughs> no, I clicked on the wrong button. Zach was like man on the street and he was out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Last thing people have been asking, you know, I'm not one to, I'm not one to uh, boast. I think you guys know that about me. Um, people have been asking, how did things turn out with the, uh, the tennis guy? Um, unfortunately, he, uh, he lost too early in the playoffs. <laughs> um, so we never got to play. Are you still um, in the playoffs? Uh, no, because the playoffs are over. Oh, did you make it farther than he did? I did. Okay. That's I, all How far did you make it? Well, I made it to the finals. Oh, you didn't tell us. Wow. Good for you. Impressive. And I won. Oh, <laughs> burying the lead. Oh, Look at wow. That. Congratulations. So a little comeuppance for that guy. Congratulations, now, bro. He's got to get that email. Say, oh, Bo. Wolf. I mean, listen, I, uh, probably uh, not the level I should be in. Um, also, I'll move up a level. That'll be that'll be better. But uh, I'm just happy that that guy will get that email. And, and where's your crown? And maybe I can get yeah. maybe I can get the uh, late cancellation stricken from my record. That's what I would like as my prize. And did you go? Uh, first off, congratulations. And Listen, second, uh, semifinal second. semifinal win, Zach, was uh, – I was thinking to myself, pressure is a privilege. You know, getting a little nervous. Getting a little pressure nervous in the second right. set, trying to finish that bad boy out. And thought to myself, as Zach would say, pressure is a privilege. Let's go. You know, you don't get these nerves uh, at this point in your life that much anymore. Well said. It's That's that. It's all about mindset. Uh, but I am curious. Did you go around to every member of the league – and say, I am the king of the court and wear a crown with a scepter. And uh... well, it only happened on Saturday. So I've got uh, some time. I can, oh, okay. I can work on that email. Yeah. Oh, this was this. Past Saturday. All with I wish I could. I, I, I did uh, in retrospect, wish that I had after, after winning the final point, like dropped to my knees, like very dramatically, <laughs> like, like it was a, just the two of us playing at FDR, like nobody around like on a cold Saturday, just you know, fall on my back and start doing uh, angel, like snow angels. How's the new racket? Oh, fantastic. Good. Yeah. 
yeah good stuff congratulations you should you should i'll, I'll make you a photoshop that you can yeah. reply all with a crown maybe a, you. you know the new racket the, the, the guy in the corner crying you know yeah that's good <laughs> i think i might have seen the guy on the street the other day mm -hmm. like pa passing by tough scene <laughs> Speaking about so maybe I, maybe I need to wear the uh, the crown around town just in case. Yeah, wouldn't put it past you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, the problem is I'm uh, I'm not walking around town that much because I'm always driving so fast everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I won't live that time to walk around town <laughs> when you're Mario Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's four. It's four thirty-eight. We said so much writing to do. You said at the start of this podcast, let's and not make this an hour and a half. Rankings. You said let's not make this an hour and a half. It's an hour. Oh my yeah. god, we're already an hour twenty-eight minutes. So, oh, uh, I got so much to do. Yeah. All right. Well, big win for the Eagles. Uh, an impressive job by them. Jalen Hurts, the offensive line, Miles Sanders. Ron Roughshod over the Packers. Defense makes some timely plays. Reed Blankenship introduces himself to the NFL world. Um, good night. Now they prepare for a uh, what should be an interesting test uh, against a, a Tennessee Titans team next week. We talked this week about how the Packers are uh, built similarly to the Eagles in that they had the same strengths and weaknesses, but were worse at the strengths and uh, worse at the weaknesses. Titans are a little bit different. Uh, will be an interesting test. They they stop the run very well. They run the ball and commit to the run very well. We've got the AJ Brown return game, so it should be an interesting interesting week. And uh, Zach's got a radio hit in a couple hours, so he's got to get going. Eight ten a.m. ninety seven five. The fanatic. Please listen. I mean, what's the cross section, Zach, of people who are listening to this? in enough time to also be able to listen to the radio hit. <laughs> I suppose like, we'll find out if you're listening, send me a message. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you, if you are able to listen to this live and catch that live, please reach out to Zach on Twitter, hashtag underdogs in my underwear. <laughs> so for Zach and Marissa and Harry, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. The Eagles are 10 and 1, the best record in the league. We'll be back later this week at some point. Tuesday, Wednesday, someday. Who knows? For everybody, we thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later. And as always, we love you.